0: Tanda, John Mayer, Paul Newman, Rainbow. These are just some of the nicknames that the infamous Rolex Daytona has. We're going to get into the, some of the ones that you may have never heard before and get really grainy with the nicknames that have been around for the vintage watches, the new watches, and see what what they are and where they came from. With me today, I have David Hattenschwiller to go through this. David, how are you this morning? Doing very well, very well. Trying to finish trying to. Finish. I know, speaking is hard. I have a hard time oh, yeah, doing Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing very well, trying to finish this month strong. Um, love the Daytona, love being on set.
0: So the Daytona is arguably probably the most valuable of the Rolex models, um, the most sought after mm-hmm. vintage, you know, new, neo-vintage, um, both obviously retail, secondary market. The Daytona is probably the name that most people know. Now, most people, especially, I mean, I'm gonna go with dealers. Most dealers don't know every reference number. They don't know every single Mm -hmm. dial, but they do know nicknames. Mm -hmm. For sure. You know, that's how we refer to them. That's how the public refers to them. Um, I've compiled a list of a ton of nicknames and while doing this, like there are some that I've never heard of before. Mm -hmm. I thought it would be really interesting to introduce you to some that you may have never heard of before and obviously our viewers. Um, If you want, we could jump right into it. We're going to start with some of the simpler ones. Actually, you know what? Before we do, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, check out graphicrugs.com where you can get a watch dial rug in four or five or six and a half feet. They're pretty awesome. They sponsor our podcast. So I'm I'm definitely into promoting them. Plus we have them all over the office. It's a great company to partner with. Great quality. Graphicrugs.com. Check them out. Um, Great, great
1: quality. So I mean, the Daytona is cool. Little tidbit. When I was younger, I used to see the Daytona all the time. I thought it was for Daytona Beach, Florida. You know, it was like, I remember when we were- No, it is actually.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it is because, no, because of, the of the race. Daytona yeah, the 24. Daytona, race, 20,
1: Daytona 24. Yeah. But I like I didn't make the connection when I was a kid. I know we were we like we used to RV when I was a kid. Um, it was kind of our, our way to kind of see the U.S. and we were in Daytona Beach and, I'm, and I and I saw the Rolex and I'm like whoa, I put two and two and then after I was like oh racing. It is interesting. It wasn't in a very It's got like a
0: geographic even connection <laughs> even though it's named after the race. Mm-hmm. The race took place in Daytona. Daytona. Mm. First one, simple one. We got the Rolex Panda. You know the Panda, I know the Panda, the public knows the Panda, tell me what's a Panda.
1: So Panda is, um, so it's the Rolex Daytona with the 116500LN, it's the model with the white dial and the black uh, sub-dial looking like a Panda.
0: It does. The new one looks like the Panda without the black eyes. Right, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, some of the reference numbers, you know, you you said the 116. We also mm-hmm. have the 126, mm-hmm. which is the newest one. 116519. Mm-hmm. And then if we go vintage, we have the 6239, 6241, mm-hmm. 6262, 6264, a mm-hmm. yep. couple more. Um, it is probably the most recognizable Rolex of all.
1: Definitely, definitely. So I'm actually working right now with a client who, you know, six months ago, he really wanted a Panda and they were just you know, they were still pretty high up there. And then when they discontinued them, they kind of shot up and now they've come yeah. down, they've stabilized, you know, you're able to get one for like around $37,000. But what I do think is when the 126 comes out, those are going to be out the gate at yeah. like 50, 40, yeah. 50K. And I think that's going to have like a, you know, carryover effect to the current ones. So, you know, I'm, I was, you know, basically recommending him. you know, now's the good time to get it. It is a good one. time because for they're sure. no longer making it. They're no longer making them. And then, you know, Kind of, I wouldn't say the hype, but the honeymoon is kind of over and it's settled. And you know, the market's waiting for the next like push to to drive friends. It is up. the
0: most iconic Rolex, almost. You can kind of say of all time, mm-hmm. except for the Paul Newman, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, owning one in its original form, not going to the new one two six, which has the the rim around and I'm has a smaller sub dial. I don't, I don't know.
1: know. I'm not a fan of
0: it. We'll see once I, we have I, it honestly, in ha- at hand. Honestly, we'll yeah, that,
1: that's the way it is with the the, the t- Daytona's. You know, when you see them in pictures, they're it's very very different than having it in hand or even on wrist. You know, they look really big, <laughs> yeah. uh, and the new ones um, they look quite big. Yeah. You know, also because the um, the dial seems yeah. smaller. Um, so. You know, it'll be interesting to see to see what it's like in. Hand, I can't right?
0: wait! And ima- interesting to see what the prices will be right? of them. Right. And we actually, I'm working on a uh, article, you know, updating some of our pricing. And we don't know. I mean, the mm. market price for the one two six is to be determined. TBD, you know? right? Um, next one, everybody probably knows this one. I, mean, I, I know you do. The Rolex John Mayer.
1: Mm, John Mayer. So one one six five zero eight. Yes. Yeah, five zero eight. So with the Rolexes, so eight is uh, yellow gold. Nine is white gold. Um, five is Rose and, uh, th- no, three, no, five is Rose and three is two-tone.
0: What I about Platinum? Platinum,
1: oh, I think it's a
0: seven. Might be. I think I, it's seven. I, I, I do not know reference mm-hmm. numbers well enough. I don't want to because mm-hmm. somebody tells me a reference number, I can't assign an image to it. Mm-hmm. You know, give me a nickname. I know what it is. For,
1: for sure. Yeah. It, it's, uh... It, you you know you when you see them on paper it's just like data like it's like yeah. you're reading binary code blah, blah blah and you know what it is but then when you're when you say the reference you're like mm, what is that you know
0: so this is obviously the yellow gold with the green dial mm-hmm. it was made famous by a YouTube video of musician John Mayer talking about it um, this has been like a you know highly viewed video
1: oh my my reel the reel I did where I was dancing downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> how did that do oh it went really well selfless plug
0: and Rolex has continued this this year in 23 so that one is in theory no longer available now knowing Rolex they might bring it back in a certain you know different form in the next couple of years we'll see another very popular one is the Rolex rainbow Daytona Mm -hmm. now we know there are a couple variations to this there's pave non pave pave dial and band you know not the band Mm -hmm. black dial all this other stuff Um, white gold rose gold Yellow, yellow gold. gold. Yep. Um, this refers to anything that has a gem-set de- uh, rainbow bezel.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are those are great watches. Probably the 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 holy grail. It's like the. It's the king of all Daytonas. Yes. Um, you know, they still command a very high premium. I don't know premium. if it
0: is anymore. Really? The new one they dropped. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: I got to say. With the emeralds. With, with the emeralds, yeah. that's, yeah. Was team. it not emeralds? Sapph- sapphires. sapphires. Rubies? Or rubies. Sapphires? Yeah, I think there were rubies. Rubies or sapphires. And all I could see was, honestly, all I saw was like some grainy press pictures yeah. from that. I wasn't able, I wasn't privy to more. Yeah, that one is High res pictures. Yeah. But the, um, yeah, you know. The uh, Rainbow Daytona is, is such a sick piece. It's a grill. It's a grill, but you know they, you can you can you can. Yeah, there are really really good aftermarket ones as well. Oh, there are. Me and so, Peter
0: just went through them.
1: Like. Yeah, yeah, they're amazing aftermarket ones. You wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Thirty five thousand dollars, and yep. you look like a billionaire. So it's amazing. Yeah.
0: Next one, Rolex Eye of the Tiger. Mm. So the Eye of the Tiger is a nickname given to the yellow gold Daytona reference number one one six five eight eight TBR introduced in twenty nineteen. It's an off-catalog piece, Um, obviously, gem set, you know, Daytona with baguette diamonds, you know, uh, set into the bezel, black lacquer dial intertwined with diamonds. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a difference between the eye of the tiger and the leopard, and Mm -hmm. we'll get into what the leopard is, Mm -hmm. but I always confuse the two. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess we can say it right now, the leopard... Um, is I mean the reference number for that is the one one six five nine eight S A C O the Sacco mm-hmm. because it has the cognac mm-hmm. stones and the bezel, mm-hmm. but it also has the band mm-hmm. that's like leopard print. Mm-hmm. It's like the the crocodile leopard print. Yeah,
1: it's it, it that that's a really really serious piece, and as well you know we've actually turned down a few of those because it's very easy very easy to um, to make. Uh, on the in, in, make aftermarket right so people don't really know what they're what they're getting so it's better to just we stay steer clear of them and then start coming from really trusted and reputable reputable sources but do you
0: know what saco stands for uh sac- i learned this while researching SACO, this
1: it's uh sapphire uh and uh cognac, cognac, Saphir,
0: cognac. Yeah, yeah there it is i, that, I thought that was mm-hmm. awesome so you have the essay from the sapphire mm-hmm. you have the C O from the cognac mm-hmm. it just means cognac dial mm-hmm. sapphires you know around the the bezel Um, Next one are the Rolex Beach Daytonas, Mm. which you know we've had the pleasure of of pretty much seeing every single one of them. They come in typically four colors: you have yellow, pink, um, green, the the, 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 green, green, and like Tiffany, like Uh, yeah,
1: the the, yeah, the Tiffany blue. um,
0: What is it called? Turquoise. Turquoise Turquoise blue. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Made in two thousands, colorful dials, matching colorful straps,
1: Mm -hmm. and like a lizard skin strap. It's uh, super interesting. Yeah. yeah.
0: And those, it's funny to still see those. You know new Mm -hmm. you know like they've never been worn we have the we have the
1: new old stocks downstairs i just had to take a picture of them next to the tiffany op that we had and uh those are those are perfect summer watches they are so oh they are so cool so cool and so timeless it just really shows it's a testament to how timeless the daytona is and how you know it's basically a canvas for all these ever-changing trends absolutely um so it's yeah it's love love the beach daytona
0: Next one that we're talking about is the Rolex Zenith Daytona. Now, mm-hmm. this is thrown around quite often, and people always, you know, I, I mean, personally, I assumed, okay, it has a Zenith movement, mm-hmm. which is 100% correct. Uh, made from 1988 to 2000, they had the Rolex, uh, the, they had the El Primero 4030 mm-hmm. um, caliber mm-hmm. movement inside. Um, any reason, do you know why? Rolex used the El Primero movement? Is it just was so, that just a standard? The, well
1: the El Primero is just a very robust chronograph movement, right? So um I guess rather than you know you know draw funds from you know their marketing and other departments, they were outsourcing a lot of movements. Okay. Um and just the way Tudor does with uh, ETA or Valjoux, um, just a, a way to you know use a tried and tested uh, you know product and basically license it and use it in in, okay.
0: in their own movements. And then they made on, made their own in-house movements Correct. With yes. Forty-one thirty. Forty-one thirty-one. Next one we have is one that's rumored to have only been made. You know, there's only been ten of these. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the Rolex Chairman Daytona. The r- official reference number for that is one six five two eight. Supposedly, it was produced in 1991 for high-level executives at Rolex, never actually released to the public. It's yellow gold with a galvanized ocean blue dial. Mm. Um, Again, only 10 of these supposedly exist. Um, they are researchable. If you Google it, you will find mm-hmm. it. Um, have, any,
1: have any ever gone to market or au-
0: well, auction? I have not seen it. I have not seen any information about mm-hmm. that. I haven't seen any, any value on them, mm-hmm. so I don't really know whether to have.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um,
0: this is one that stands out. You know, it's, again, not something you've never referred to a watch as the chairman, Daytona. But I'm sure if we got one, you would. Mm, No, no. You would learn. Right? (laughs) Next, have you ever heard of the Rolex Patrizzi?
1: Of course, yeah. I sold a Patrizzi to a very good friend of mine, a childhood friend who lives in Dubai right now, and uh, Patrizzi Daytona. So it's the gentleman who who started Antiquorum,
0: right? Osvaldo Patrizzi.
1: Osvaldo Patrizzi, yes. Um, And basically, it was, you know, with these older Rolexes, as they... Kind of come into contact with uVs the uh, the inks and the pigments and the mm-hmm. materials that they use for the dials um, start to fade or they discolor and this is actually quite okay. desirable so the patrizzi has this discoloration around the subdial, the sub-dial rings dials, yeah. which gives it this very like chocolatey kind of uh, mm-hmm. uh pa- patina? yeah pati- like a patina a, but it, yeah. like a patina but um you know they in the in the vintage watch game, they throw around words like tropical or mm-hmm. or uh, uh, yeah patina, if you will. But uh, yeah, beautiful piece, and and you know on, on a model like this, day, they you know it can easily double or triple the value. How much did you sell yours for? Uh, Sold it was a really really good deal for the guy at the time, uh, around twenty thousand dollars. Okay, where a comparable model would be around you know seventeen or eighteen.
0: So it is in demand just because it was officially a defect. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. Rolex messed it up, and that's what happened. And as vol- Although Patrizzi is actually the one that found mm-hmm. this, you know, defect and this anomaly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's named after him. Very, very cool. The fact that, like, you know, a nickname named after the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he started Antiquorum or the founder of Antiquorum. I have seen him. I just didn't know that that was a name for it. You know, to me, it was just vintage. You know, it was just.
1: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah, the way it is. Yeah, with these dials, it's basically whoever found them first, kind of a, it, it, like a, like a pioneer or you know an explorer that uh, that found an island. He gets his namesake put on it, you know, as long as he puts down his flag, right? So um, as well, what's uh, there's this gentleman in in New York, uh, uh, Tuscany Rose. He mm-hmm. has his uh, his special type of dials as well, uh, just because he and I guess he identified them and kind of created made it a thing, right? So
0: interesting. Next one is probably the most well-known one is the Rolex Paul Newman. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are Daytona watches. They're nicknamed Paul Newman because they're vintage four-digit references fitted with special dials. Um, they were officially called exotic dials. These were categorized by contrasting sub subdials, Art deco style numerals, square-tipped hash mark, and other design details that are specific to the Paul Newman. Um, actor and racer, you know, and nah, race car driver, I guess, not racer. Well, whatever you yeah, call racer. Him, racer. Yeah. yeah. Paul Newman was seen wearing a Rolex Daytona with his, these exotic dials, um, and his watch was the most expensive watch sold at auction, auction mm-hmm. up to a certain point, up to recently, mm-hmm. really. Um, and they're engraved with, you know, his wife had them engraved to him. Oh, wow. Um, actually, I think. There's an auction coming up with the last two that of his that are engraved. Um, it would be interesting to see what
1: those go for because, you know, we, we need a we need a little push. <laughs> with, with we we have a Paul Newman here. That would be cool to we see do? if it correlates. So I, think I don't think
0: work. we have you know a multi million dollar. No, Paul no, Newman, no. I mean, it's like it's a quarter million. Yeah, dollar. Yeah, a quarter million, million dollar yeah. watch. Okay, I wore it
1: last episode. Casual. <laughs>
0: next one is one that I personally have not. Or actually, I guess the next. Three, I have not heard of. So this one, have you ever heard of the Rolex big eye?
1: Oh, big, uh, I have, I, it rings a bell, but I don't wanna You're probably thinking of the it. next
0: one, which is the Rolex big red, like this the big red Daytona.
1: So is the big eye the one with the skinnier bezel? And it, has, l- it has,
0: and again, bigger is a very relative term because yeah. you can't see it, you know, mm-hmm. I can't see it, but it has bigger subdials than usual.
1: The, the changes are so minute and uh, and uh, evolutionary that uh, it really does take a, uh, a very keen eye and uh, a very passionate uh, uh, enthusiast to yeah. to be able to to kind of decipher all of the, the changes. <laughs>
0: so this episode is a part of a series that I'm doing about nicknames of mm-hmm. Rolexes. Mm-hmm. The entire list is so long, I broke it up into a numerous episode. In one of the episodes um, that I'm going to record there was a nickname to a, a rolex model i can't remember which one it was off the top of my head but it was nicknamed i don't remember what, damn i can't remember the nickname but it had a specific nickname just because the c in chronograph was lined up with the c in uh, you know i was like who pays attention to this
1: you know, they're they're forms they're, for, they're 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 like i would say thousands but it's like a very, very vocal minority of watch collectors that are that are very, very serious. One of our writers
0: is, I want to almost say he's like a Rolex freak. Like mm-hmm. this guy knows everything. Vintage, modern. He, you ask him a question and off the top of his head, he will answer it without thinking, without blinking. You know, like... It's unbelievable the amount of knowledge that this guy has about every single Rolex, every single dial, every single off catalog piece, like every reference number. He knows it all, and it's 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 like it's amazing to see. So the difference is the big eye has the big subdials. The next one, the big red Daytona, it's pretty self explanatory. The, the Daytona is written in red and it's pretty large. Um, it's right above the, the six o'clock mm. sub dial. I've seen those before. Mm. Didn't know they had a nickname because, I mean, we have like the, the Submariner, like or the Sea Dweller red, red, like, yeah, yeah, red. Yeah, Red Liner. Yeah. yeah, we have those. Single red. Single red. Yeah, there you go. Double, double, Single red yeah. sub. Um, then we have double red. Yeah. One that I haven't heard of, our second to last one, is the Rolex Solo. Have you ever heard of the Rolex Solo?
1: Rolex Solo? I. Not familiar with that piece. Does it have any? It is to do with extremely
0: rare. <laughs> it's the vintage reference number sixty-two forty. Um, all it has on the dial is mm-hmm. the road, word Rolex. That's it. Now, again, I have not seen one of these in person. So, so it, what, it doesn't have any subdials. No. Well, it has. No, sub-dials, it does. But, yeah. Okay, it, no, it, has, it has. It has subdials. <laughs> it doesn't have any other text. I see. Okay. Okay. Understood. Only Rolex. Wow. Um, it is extremely ultra rare
1: so like a like a kind of streamlined very very back to the roots well because it is back to the roots (laughs) i mean here
0: i'll show you a picture of it
1: oh wow i like that
0: it is cool right it's cool yeah (laughs) it's very minimalistic very clean
1: it reminds me of kind of like one of those singer porsches you know yeah like the way that it's just very pared down and 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 it like it looks like it almost looks like it could be a custom, right? Like done by artisans, artisans Dushnev yeah. or something to kind of really get back to that.
0: I mean I would I would probably get one of these. Yeah,
1: definitely. That that's a flex. Like Our it.
0: final one is one that you probably have heard of, maybe uh the Rolex John Player Special Daytona. GPS. No, let's see. The the JPS. Oh the GPS, yeah, of course, of course, of course.
1: Of course, of course, yes, this one.
0: So the JPS is an acronym for john player special what makes john player special special <laughs> um 70s era john player livery found on lotus formula mm-hmm. formula one cars uh the rolex john player special refers to vintage yellow gold daytona watches reference 6241 and 6264 with black bezels and black dials with gold subdials. we have a jps outside
1: <laughs> well a, yeah a, a quarter, quarter of, of one a quarter of one a quarter of one I'm Formula One car. We have oh. the, yeah, the John Player <laughs> Special delivery. <laughs> that's true.
0: Yes, we have. Yeah, we There's actually, a lot of stuff. We have, the, we have the car. There's a the car, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the last one. And again, JPS is probably a better way to refer to it. But mm-hmm. just so our viewers and, and, and listeners can understand, mm-hmm. John Player Special is what it's named after, you know, the John Player. Cigarettes, you know? right? Huh? The cigarettes. The John Player. I don't know. Is that Was it a cigarette brand? I think yeah, Was it I mean, cigarette or whiskey? I, then it changed to player cigarettes. Was, so it, maybe. was it
1: whiskey? Right. I feel like it, no, it might
0: have been multiple things. Well, yeah, really, it is. Actually, if you're watching this or listening to this, please inform us. What was John Player special? Was it cigarettes? Was it whiskey? This is before was before my
1: time. I mean, yeah, me like, too. Form, like, I was living just when Formula One was like, you could still have Marlboro. Marlboro? Marlboro. Marlboro.
0: Wow. Ma- even, I forgot Ma- even how to. Ma- I used to smoke right? Marlboro's in Parliament. Yeah,
1: likewise. I mean,
0: it's Marlboro's.
1: Kamal's? Mar- Kamal? No, <laughs> not, not camels. <laughs> um, yeah, and then and you know, so I remember ha- like growing up and seeing uh, seeing Shumi with the Marlboro fly around the track, and uh, and then they slowly made the transition to like the barcode and not the brand, and just the uh, yeah, just just the just, a, just a little peak, yeah. and then now they have like it's it's because now they can't even have brand they can't even have any sponsorship at all, so they create these like companies that don't really do anything but are owned by the tobacco companies and they just sponsor they sponsor the, the cars so it's so funny how it, the
0: world has changed it,
1: it really is really like is, when yeah. i see
0: somebody smoking these days i'm like wow mm-hmm. you know that that's pretty cool yeah, <laughs> yeah like, you look cool man yeah you're a cool looking <laughs> guy right. um it's funny because i was in new york recently and i didn't realize how many people in new york still smoke oh no, no, they, they do, do. walk down the street people are smoking I'm like, yeah, what, what else are Europe- they gonna do yeah. very Europe- true. very european you know well, vaping is like a you know the big thing now
1: yeah
0: it is. um so that was our episode for the mm-hmm. Rolex Daytona nicknames. Tune in, next few days I'm going to be doing the nicknames of other Rolex models, such as the Rolex Mariners, Rolex uh, Datejust, day Dates, Explorers. And then I'm gonna do an episode on the most obscure Rolex nicknames. Now these are ones that, you know, it's very likely people have not heard of, especially mm-hmm. if they're not like vintage mm-hmm. specialists or anything like that. If you know some other Rolex Daytona nicknames that I have not mentioned here, please Pikachu. comment. You know, huh? Pikachu? Pik- What's Pikachu.
1: Pikachu? Pikachu is the 116518. Uh, uh, so Oysterflex Daytona with the black dial. And, no, sorry. Yellow, yellow colored dial, but black sub Looks like Pikachu. Like a panda, but yellow.
0: Pikachu is basically I feel like that's something that came up in Asia. <laughs> that's that's Asian specific. Or like, like a ten-year-old, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, daddy, this looks like Pikachu. Right. Okay, we'll go with it. Uh, but if you do know one that we haven't mentioned here, other than the Pikachu or some, you know specific geographic nickname, let us know in the comments. Uh, Email us, talk to us, DM us, do whatever you got to do to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, make sure you subscribe, like this video, comment on it. Uh, Visit graphicrugs.com, check out their rugs, and we will see you next time on another episode of Gray Market Podcast, Rolex Model Nicknames. Thank you for having me. Take care.